Yes, I said the word fuck on the radio, live on the radio, went over the airwaves and everything. And that's like a huge fine, by the way. The FCC fine is close to like half a million dollars every time you say a bad word on the radio. What happened to me, though? Lord of mercy. Today with Holly and Miguel on the show. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. I am Steve Kramer. This is a feel-good podcast that I do with my mom every single day. And we're just thankful that you're here to be a part of it. Uh, it's three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. And uh, let me introduce you to my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. Shout out to my mom. We were only about four minutes into the first <laughs> taping of this episode before she let me know that it sounded bad. I'm actually mm-hmm. in the... I'm recording this in the radio studio today, so um, part two of this may sound a little wonky because if I can't hear it, I don't know how it sounds on the other end. So um, hang on, because Holly and Miguel are going to be on later on the show. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we're talking. We, we started the conversation a couple of seconds ago before we redid this about <laughs> Halloween and how it's just kind of like a weird year for Halloween because of COVID. And I don't know if you felt the same way too, but it just felt felt bizarre this year almost like it just, just never happened mom you were saying this is pretty much like every halloween for you <laughs> well since we've been at the lake yes almost six years because you know it's dark out here there are no street lights the houses are are pretty far from the road and so i mean no one would bring their kids down here right. so we've never had a trick-or-treater since we've lived here not um, one no not one well, you see all the drama with Amazon, how long it takes them a football field to walk down there. They're going to have to stop for a snack. That's why they shouldn't come here at night, for sure. That yeah. that night that one woman came, I was like, you need to go home. And she's like, I'm headed home now. I can't see anything out here. It's scary. Yeah. So um, we, uh, I, I was saying too, this is the first year that I've lived in stacked living. Because uh, I, you know, I live in a condo right now. And so it was... That's the one good thing, I guess, about living in a condo. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of living in a condo. I I miss having like a house house. Mm-hmm. Um, but one good thing is like trick or treaters can't really come to your door. They had some kind of like parade for kids or something. Where I guess I I don't I'm, obviously I wouldn't wouldn't choose to go to that. Uh, <laughs> so I um I I did not, and so I but no no kids like came to my house. I didn't buy any candy to to have it done either. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was I was telling a story too, and. I was saying that I I was really excited when I first bought my house in San Diego because like I think when you first buy your house, you're like excited about a bunch of different things. And one of those things that was like your first Halloween. And I lived in a, um, a, a more affluent part of town. And so I was thinking that like we would have a bunch of kids that would come in and like it would be like a big trick-or-treating neighborhood, right? And you could right. tell from like my neighbor's decorations, they were really doing it big. And so I was thinking like, wow, this is going to be a – a pretty big, um, pretty big deal. This must be like a pretty big deal then, you know, mm-hmm. be a lot of kids showing up. It's going to be pretty crazy. Right. So I, I went out and I bought like, I think about 600 pieces of candy. <laughs> oh, gosh. And so I'm like ready for all the, all the kids to come and, and like enjoy <laughs> Halloween. I literally gave away six pieces of candy. Six oh, out of out of the six hundred that it may have been seven or eight, but it wasn't over ten. I remember for sure. Wow, so I was uh yeah I was stuck with mm. um with all that candy. I forget what we did with the rest of the candy, but it was like 
Mm. It, it was just a mess, just a messy situation. And then the rest of the time I lived there, because I lived there for three more years, and nobody ever came. Not not one person came. That is strange for the neighborhood you're in. I mean, you would think that, that it would you be. were in anyway. It was, it, it was a great trick-or-treating neighborhood. It was well laid sure. out. Sure. Really, yeah. Sidewalks. The houses yep. are all close to the street. Yep. And close together. So I was pretty, uh, uh, pretty surprised by uh, that. But it was just yeah. a weird Halloween. I don't know if you felt the same way or like what what you guys did with your kids or anything. Or did you even have trick-or-treaters? Did you plan for trick-or-treaters? Did you play the old turn the lights off game and just hide in the back of the house? Or like, I don't know. Halloween was just, it was just a weird just a weird Halloween. Well, um, what's not weird this year, right? I know, like everything else. Everything is weird in 2020. I want to give a quick Kiki update in the case that somebody could use this little tip. Now, I don't know. It's going to be, I tried this last night, and I don't know if this is going to be the answer, but I, it could be. It could be a good solution for somebody. So, I've literally, in case you haven't been here for the saga, I've literally tried everything since my dog had some kind of neurological something. It could have been a stroke a couple of weeks ago, and she's been super needy since then. She went deaf, and like it's just been, she just wants to be, be by my side all the time. At nighttime, it's when it's the worst because like she sees the sun start to go down, and she knows that at night she's supposed to stay in the laundry room. We got this little like half gate that we put up, you know, it only goes up to like your, your kneecap. And I, um, so. I've had to realize that she's not going to stay in there anymore. But the compromise, we've tried all kinds of things between putting, I bought a little dog crate to put next to my my bed to see if that would work because then she'd still be by me. She can't sleep in the bed because she has to get pee too many times the night and it'll, it'll wake me up. I have to get her up, put her down every time. So, um, But somebody, I think it was actually somebody on Instagram. I don't think it was somebody that called, but I think it was somebody on Instagram told me to put a, like a shirt of mine or something that I've worn. Oh. Yeah, in the bed, like in her little dog crate with her. Oh and yeah. Last night it started like any other night where she would, you know, she knew it was bedtime, and so she ran over the gate and to go, go into my bedroom. And I'm like, no, you're not coming in here tonight. You're not coming in here tonight. I let her cry for a little bit, and I went ahead and I took a hoodie that I'd worn and I put it out and I put it in her bed, and she cried, she cried, she cried, and then. About probably 20, 30 minutes later, she finally started like calming down and I went over and I closed my bedroom door mm-hmm. and I don't know where she slept because I'm not going to open the door back to see what she did, but she <laughs> did not. When I woke up in the morning, she was in her dog bed in the laundry room oh. she did, she put it on the rug, but I feel like that's like, um, uh, what, what would you call that? Like a, um, uh, that's a compromise compromise. Like, okay, yes. so I got a little bit of poop, but right. The big scheme of things, I actually got a, a okay night's sleep, a solid five hours of sleep. So. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So and I that's feel the like, most important thing. You guys have got to get some sleep, you and I Kiki. Know. I know. Yeah. So that, so I don't know if you want, you want to try that too, but put that in the back of your mind in case you've got a pet that's having a hard time sleeping. <laughs> Uh, you may, cause I tried everything, Benadryl, CBD, uh, you know, crates, ignoring her, giving her attention. We've tried this. This is like the third week now that we're going on this. So right. you might want to give this a shot. I wonder if that would work for sassy. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I think dogs and cats are a little bit different though. Cats yeah. don't give a cat about humans. They, she probably they, wouldn't sleep there if you were sleeping. If she smelled you around there, you know? <laughs> She'd be like, oh no, that's her. <laughs> that's true. They are very independent. They're very different. I, I'm really a dog person. 
honestly. Yeah, and I don't I don't shame cat people, but it's yeah. just a different experience. Like yeah. I would say every every pet or every cat except for Katie, our cat. Whiskers is okay, I feel like, but Katie, we had this one cat one time. <laughs> um that could not be more social, loving. <laughs> like she just always wanted to be around. And chatted, remember? Yeah. She was always talking. She was like, you would talk to her and she would talk back to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it was, she was a cool cat. Whiskers <laughs> was pretty cool too, if I remember correctly. Yes. It was my cat. Um, You're the got- reason we had cats. You want to explain that story? It's so crazy. So we went to the bakery to pick up your birthday cake, and it was you and your which, brother. Which, by the way, I know, I, I know. Just, just I know. think about that in general. I know. I mean, really, it's crazy. That's my, why I say it's cat, so. My cat hair birthday cake. I mean, it is a crazy story. So we go to the bakery, you know, the same bakery we've always gone to. And um, we picked up your birthday cake. And the girl says, um, You don't know anybody that wants a kitten, do you? And you went ballistic. Oh my gosh, mom, we need a kitten. And I'm like, no, honey, we don't need a kitten. We have Molly. We don't need a kitten. I want a kitten. I've always wanted a kitten. Mama, anyway, <laughs> long story short, being the mom that I am, guess Best what? Mom we, ever. Guess what we left with, including <laughs> our birthday cake. Our cat, a cat hair covered <laughs> birthday cake. That's right. Yeah. And then what happened the next month? That was June. What happened the next month? We go in there to get your brother's cake in July. And she says, oh, by the way, um, there was only one other cat left in that litter. You all aren't interested in that one, are you? And Brian goes, well, he has a cat. <laughs> I need a cat too. Yeah, mom, let's get, let me have that cat. So being the mom I am, <laughs> yes. That may have been the last time we went to that bakery. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. Probably because the, the health department probably shut him down. <laughs> That's right. I mean, wild animals running loose in their establishment. <laughs> what? Things were different back then, man. Like, if you're in your twenties, you may not realize this shit was just wild. Like, what? Like, where? What bakery would be allowed to have cats roaming free in it? Like, what? Well, they weren't roaming free, were they? I don't care. They were like, they were in the bakery for whatever <laughs> they were, reason. They were in a crate. <laughs> like, what the hell? I oh, know. Oh. It, it is kind of creepy. Yeah. Gross. It's kind of gross, actually. But anyway. I want to yeah. ask you a question. Uh, Cameron Diaz just was speaking out about this on Friday. And so I wanted to get your your two cents on it. Okay. Uh, she was doing an interview with Naomi Campbell. And she was talking about becoming a first-time mom at 47 last year. Uh-huh. And now she thinks she did things backwards. She said a lot of people do it the other way around. They get married and they have family in their youth. Um, she and Benji Maddox just had their first child Radix, I'm guessing R A D D I X. Uh-huh. Um, she said, I'm, I'm kind of doing it in the second half of my life. The only pressure for me now is I have to be like, I have to live to be like 107, you know, <laughs> no pressure. Um, and you obviously, you had Maggie at. 37? 38. It would have been 37 had she been born four days earlier on my birthday. 
But I feel like 38 <laughs> back in the day was like almost unheard of, right? Yeah, it was yeah, it was not as common for women to have children after early 30s as it is now. I mean, my goodness. Because here I am, right? I'm 37 and yeah. I'm like I'm at a weird point where like I don't know that I want to be a first-time parent at age 47. No. Well, you know what I mean? Cuz she's not wrong. Like you kind of do have to live to be a really old because mm-hmm. like Lord, like you don't want to take you that you away from your kids. I'm I'm almost feeling like I'm almost too old to be a dad at this point. You know, a first time dad at least. No, I don't think so. And and look at Janet Jackson. I oh, mean, I know she was like fifty something and just had a baby. It's fifty. I mean, it's it's do. I'm not saying like like physically it's not doable. It's, right. it's very doable, right. especially with it's everything just, nowadays. You're talking about the lifestyle of yeah. having a child. So you know the difference is that. You're probably going to be older than your the friends of your kids' parents, right? Is that what you experienced when you had Maggie at 38? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, because, I mean, even like with John's parents, they're, you know, 10 years, at least 10 years younger than we are. That's my sister's fiance. Uh-huh. And so, you know, you get used to that, but but it does have its advantages. And I think one of them is that you're so much more relaxed um, with your kids than you than you are when you're younger. I mean, right. I mean, Maggie just kind of just fit into our family and our lifestyle, and being a girl was different than having boys, of course. But um, yeah, it, both of them have their their benefits and and disadvantages. I just I'm just having this weird moral struggle, which I'm having to kind of make my mind up on a little bit, you know, because before I do start to get into a new relationship and, you know, I told you that I'm kind of talking to this girl. I know that she really, she really wants kids and she's younger than me. She's, she's significant. Well, not significantly, but she's, she is younger than me by Uh by a little bit of time. And so I, she is still, I would say in the age where like, okay, yeah, you still, she may be like older mom, but she's still, she's got plenty of time. Yeah. Plenty of time. I mean, I, I can have babies when I'm damn 80 years old if I want to. <laughs> but the That's question a is, like, the question is, do I really want them? Yeah. And like, if you asked me this 10 years ago, like I really wanted to have kids with my ex-wife. Thank God we did not, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I'm just at a point where I'm like, do I really, do I want, like, I feel like if I don't have kids now, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal. Like it's not like, like society's not gonna look at me weird. Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. out of like the expectation age of having a kid. Mm-hmm. And like even if I do get into a new relationship, I mean I I don't think I'd be a day under forty mm. before I had a kid, right? Yeah, that's okay. That's but, fun. Uh, no, 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 I'm not saying socially. I I'm know, saying I know. Do you're just I, saying do you want do you want to be a forty year old dad? Right. And let's yeah. like do the math on this. Okay. So you have a baby at 40. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you are, uh, they're, they're going to be 18. So now you're 58 at the graduation. The college, mm-hmm. you're 64 when they graduate, 64, 65. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, damn, you're dead. <laughs> you know, well, like, no, I mean, that's the same difference as um, with your dad. Your dad was 42 when Maggie was born. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be it would be the same. Yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, he's, and he's you know crazy what? Now. He's a crazy person now. Look at him, <laughs> but she's grown. She's yeah. grown now. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, you and 
whomever you would marry will decide and you'll know if it's right for you when the time comes, if it's right for the both of you. Let's have this conversation this week on the show. 888-Kramer8. Like if you had kids later in life, like over the age of 35, let's say, uh, I'm talking about my first kid, not second kid, but first kid. Are you glad you did it? Or are you kind of like, man, like I was, I was, I was almost out scot-free over here. <laughs> now, you're, now you're tied into 22 years of, of, of child payments, you know, like, uh... I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm really struggling with that after hearing this Cameron Diaz. I mean, she is, you know, like four, do I want to be 40 year old dad? I don't know. I'm not sure. So anyway, 888-Kramer8, give us a call and we'll, uh, we'll hear your stories this week. Okay, mom, let's get to our quote for today. Okay. So you know that today and tomorrow are big days. Yep. Um, oh yeah. We've all got to get out there and we've all got to get out there and vote. And I'm so thrilled to hear that, you know, the early voting has been so tremendous and so many people have voted already. Um, but hold on. John Lewis, the, the late, great John Lewis said, the vote is precious. It is the most powerful, nonviolent tool we have in a democratic society and we must use it. Yeah. That, that is so true. He's right. do, do not, do not think your vote does not count. Right. Every vote counts and it's the strongest, loudest voice that we have. Yep. So don't miss it. Don't I hope that everybody will. I mean, I would love for 100% of the podcast family to be to be voters, you know, uh, oh. this time around. Because yes. real talk, and let's just, again, we don't really talk politics on this show because it's a feel-good podcast. <laughs> right. But in all reality, like, we all, we know that, like, this is... This is a big one, right? Oh, and I don't care. Huge. I don't care on like which which side you're on, like whatever. Right. Like if you're if you're voting for President Trump, like you better get out and vote because I know the Democrats are coming in strong, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a, a Democrat and you feel like you know you don't want four more years of Trump, like you better get out because they're the the, the other side's coming in strong. I mean, it's just it's a crazy crazy election. It is. And so I'm I'm already feeling apprehensive for what's going to happen come Wednesday. I honestly don't even know how we're going to do Wednesday show. I've been debating if we don't even do a Wednesday show because I feel like no matter what we talk about, it's, it's going to seem out of touch. Hmm. Um, does that make sense? Like maybe yeah. just do like something that's like not, cause like what else are we going to talk about? Because number one, we're going to have, when we record it, you know, we record a day ahead. And so mm-hmm. when we record on Tuesday, we're not going to know the results on Wednesday, right? Uh, for Wednesday show, obviously, because I'm sure it won't. I don't even know if, be, if this one will be decided because of all the mail in stuff and everything. I don't right. know if it'll even be decided by Wednesday. No, but there's just like I, I'm apprehensive about the radio show that next day. It is so split and mm-hmm. so contested that I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm even thinking about maybe just doing a just some type of best of show, maybe throwing a bunch of like old uh holly and miguel stuff together just to like completely because I, i'm not even gonna be able to talk about anything else to be honest with you right you yeah. know like and i don't really want to, and without knowing what it's going to be about i don't know i don't know i'm struggling with it I'm it struggling. will well it will be at the forefront of our hearts and minds just like it should be today um we need to get out there we just need yep. to get out there it's very it's i mean it's never been as important uh in my lifetime 
as totally. it is now. So. All right. Well, uh, so we'll keep you posted throughout this week how things are going to go. Holly and Miguel on here a couple of minutes. We're going to talk about the time that I said the F word live on the radio, <laughs> the Uh-oh. aftermath that came with that. Um, Mom, I do. I got so much crap about this and uh, so much so that I'm, I'm going to try to go get help. Um, I realize that I it was have not been putting on my um, uh, bullion correctly. Over what? at Bear and Bloom. I've not been putting it on correctly. I was, I did an Instagram story the other day about, we're talking about Bear and Bloom Cosmetics, which is this amazing cosmetics company that we, that we work with. And, uh, we, I, we've been kind of joking because it's, it's super easy where you just drop a couple of drops of this glow serum into your hands and you rub it on your face. Mm-hmm. But apparently like the way that I do it is like, too rough you're supposed to like massage it into your face but i rub it on like it's lotion or something oh, and so I after, notice that. after yeah. i post that i get so many comments like what in the hell are you doing <laughs> um so uh, hopefully this week if not this week the next week i'm gonna hop on with a uh instagram live with savannah from bear and bloom because obviously i don't i'm not been doing this correctly i'm oh. sure everyone in the world does but we're gonna do an instagram live later on this week we do love bear and bloom they are a great great partner of ours uh just not even just great because of their business they're just great people they're a a small company out of south carolina that puts so much emphasis on making sure that every product they put out for your skin or for your hair or for your child um is one is is natural it's all natural stuff because your body that's what it responds best to you know if you're putting on some kind of moisturizer every day from uh, I won't say another brand name, but like, look at the back of it. Like, what the hell is that stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like we're talking about the bouillon, which is their glow anti-aging serum, right? I mean, this stuff is made of natural ingredients. Like the uh, ingredients, here we go. Uh, can, uh, uh, I'm going to screw this up, but it's uh, basically a, a seed oil. It's uh, This is rose seed oil. Uh, this is a different kind of seed oil. Then there's vitamin E. <laughs> I mean, there's another leaf extract. I mean, all this stuff. There's frankincense oil, uh, sea buckthorn oil, um, another kind of oil. Like, this is all natural stuff that comes from nature. And that's why I'm really big on making this brand as big as humanly possible because I think it's important. Uh, the bouillon here, which, like, again, is the, the anti-aging serum, um, it is – it's – a big, big product of theirs. And even people here uh, on the Certified Mama's Boy have made it. I see a lot of you guys buying it and posting it. It says, Bullion is made using our sophisticated anti-aging formula that is packed with free radical fighting, fighting agents and omega fatty acids that will tone the skin and provide a radiant glow that you're looking for. Now, mm. go try to find that in the drugstore. You're not going to find it. You're only going to find mm. it over at BarrenBloomNaturals.com. BarrenBloomNaturals.com. And if you use my code Kramer, you get 20%. So again, if you're looking for skincare products, hair care products, or baby products, I hope that you'll go over to their website. This is guys and girls, by the way. It doesn't matter which one. They've mm-hmm. got They've got perfect stuff for everybody. Mom, your favorite product off the top of your head? Oh, you know it's bullion. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's but I only stuff. use three to five drops and I do massage it in my face. That makes gotta, it even more luxurious. It's, I gotta learn how to do it. It's beautiful. It's just so Bear, be careful what you put in and on your body. Yep. Barrenbloomnaturals.com. Barrenbloomnaturals.com. Use the code Kramer. Then post a picture of it too, because then uh, I'm sure that um, we can all talk about it on the certified fans page. Okay, Holly and Miguel up here in a couple of minutes. Uh, we want to say hi to all of our certified fans. 
I'm already excited just thinking about them. Certified fans are people that uh, are generous donators of $5 a month to keep this podcast going. And we would love to add you by texting the word fans, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. And, you know, we always said when you when you join, you get a whoop whoop. But now, since we don't have uh, many new people joining right now, it's kind of a lull period. Uh, we're just going to go back and thank people that have already done it. Because why not? You deserve your whoop whoop. Every dang show you guys deserve some type of... Uh, some type of appreciation. So again, if you want to join FANS to 888-Kramer8, and I'm going to go give a shout out to a certified fan. Let's do uh, Tina Yu. Tina Yu from Whoop, whoop. Love her post on our fan fan page too. Yeah, me too. Love Tina. Tina, thank you so much for being a fan. Really appreciate you. And let's get you in there as well. Okay, Mom, got to get Holly and Miguel on. I love you. Okay, y'all have fun. Love you forever. Okay, my guests today are two of my favorite people on the planet. Used to do a radio show with them, Holly O'Connor and Miguel Fuller. And they do a radio show now in Tampa. And, uh, you know, they're out here all the time. You hear the moment in Kramer history, it's the same ones. Now, I'll be honest, I recorded this part in the radio studio and had the damn wrong mic set up. Uh, ah. So it's going to sound a little funky on on uh, our end. And Jess is on here today, too. So I'm going to talk to you with Monday Cheeseme about the time that I said F-U-C-K on the radio. And I kind of got away with it. So we, Holly, Miguel, and I had a very, uh, a very interesting radio story together. Because when we first started, it was... Uh, it was like the wild, wild west because we were in Panama City, Florida. It was almost complete chaos because there was no one there to really guide us along, like along the route or like show us the ropes by any right. means. They just not threw us in a room and said, hey, go do radio. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and not only that, but we were working in like the jankiest of conditions. Yeah. So I'm surprised that the mic – well, just to, to give you a, a, a clear representation of what our studios were like – Every time it would rain, the transmitter would turn off. <laughs> yes. And then I would have to get my very Hagrid from Harry Potter uh, light and go to the transmitter site to try to, like, get the hamsters running and to turn it back on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the transmitter site was basically like that shed in the original Jurassic Park movie <laughs> when it's raining and, like, all the dinosaurs have gone loose like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> And I had a raincoat yeah. and galoshes on you trying to get in there. trying to get steal the, Yeah, that's, that's what happened when it rained. So that just gives you an idea of like what we were working in. Not only did we just have crap equipment, we also just had a team around us that everyone had a story. Like every single person was like a criminal. Uh, so they were some type of, had some kind of sexual harassment charge against them. Yeah. Uh, just, it was, it was the, the island of misfit, the island 106 of misfit toys. Mm. Um, yeah, it was though. It really was. I was, I'm just now thinking about everybody and I'm like, huh? Man, yeah. characters. Interesting place. So the story I want to talk about today is the time because in most radio studios, like the one that at Hot 101.5 or here in Baltimore at Mix 106.5, like we have, especially the one here. I don't know how long you guys have a delay, but we have a thirty-second delay. Oh. Between wow. ours is sixteen seconds. Oh, no. See, I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, I yeah. know. So thirty that. seconds. Like, there ain't nothing getting. And basically, how would you guys de- like describe what a, a radio delay is for you know having no idea? So basically, if you if somebody cusses on the air, we have a big button that says dump and you hit it and then it basically deletes 
the past like few seconds. The, the, what what they have is thirty. Right, have we have 16, sixteen, and so it deletes it that. Takes that chunk of time out. So by the time you hear it, you don't hear what was taken out, and then it kind of slowly catches itself back up to putting itself ahead again. So you can take out a slice of audio, and no one ever knows listening. Right. So Ooh. then you just hear usually us being like, "Whoa, whoa, what did you just <laughs> say? Oh, we had to delete that." Now that piece of equipment cost about four hundred dollars. Okay, it's not like it is a giant piece of uh, a giant investment by any means. No. But when you're working in the Island 106 of Misfit Toys, oh uh, there is not a dollar spent that doesn't need to be. So we are basically in the studio, and there is no safety net. Meaning that if one of us were to cuss. But more more freaky, if a caller were to cuss, there's absolutely nothing that we can do about it, right? No. Nope. It just goes. Holly, if I remember correctly, wasn't yep. your ex-husband an offender of this? Yeah. But, I mean, and I, <laughs> I he's my ex-husband for a reason. But uh, <laughs> in his defense, we couldn't put non-radio people on the air and expect them to abide by radio rules. No, no. And he, it's not their fault at all, by the way. <laughs> like, no, not, it was so the radio station. He called in one day. and It was the first day of school. I remember it this. It was. It was the first Jesus. day of school. And I don't even know why he called in or we called him because we weren't married at the time. I think we were just dating. Mm -hmm. And um, we were talking about how he took a boat out. And I don't remember the full story, but I just remember that in his story, he said the boat started sinking or something like that he was like yeah. crazy as shit <laughs> so i think what he, i think what he said was there was a shit ton of water there was a shit ton of water it was shit i don't remember what but yeah yeah, yeah. Right. I think I, I, trust shit. me every time that cusco work goes on the air you'll never forget the story it was I, that's what i'm saying because i'm like it was something with shit and it was something about a boat sinking so it was a shit ton of water was in the boat you pulled him off the air so fast and then you yelled at me and you yelled at him it was a bad day <laughs> But he was pretty new, though. Were you guys married at that point? I don't think no. We weren't engaged. We were literally just probably like maybe three months into dating. Yeah, because I had I'd only been there for two months, yeah. maybe a month yeah. when that happened, because I got there in July of 08. And I think this was August because I remember it was the first day of school and Kramer was like, we got to be perfect. We're going to have all these new listeners listening. Uh, now here comes my boyfriend. <laughs> he was full of shit. I was like, Ooh. and I was, and I told him after I'm like, never call again. <laughs> we were yelling for four days straight. He's still yelling. Yeah, that happened. So that happened. Well, you never like, it's funny because we will like never forget these moments. Now, now the statute of limitations is over. I feel like we can we can talk about this story because I feel like for the past decade, I've kind of been on pins and needles because <laughs> there was a time that I literally said fuck on the radio. Yeah. Do you guys remember this? Yeah, you know what? I do know that you said it, but I need help jogging my memory. Unlike that Chris conversation where it, the, the boat full of water and shit, I don't remember the, the story that, caused you to say that mm -mm. do you remember miguel <laughs> i remember i remember exactly what because you don't forget a moment like this right I, I yeah i don't remember fully i'm trying I, it's not coming to me so something had happened you, you guys know me like what, if one thing were to go wrong i was off the rest of the show right yes mm -hmm. and 
since we're working with the world's jankiest equipment, it wasn't unlike every show for something to go terribly wrong in it. So some kind of computer issue had happened. And I was obviously like in my head, I think a couple of things may have gone wrong with the computer that day. And we come on and we're about to do, I think we're about to do, because I remember it was a very Holly centric bit. It may have been Holly shops, Panama city um, or, or something like that. Yeah. But so I remember we came on the air and we're, Hey, yeah, I don't want to six. It's that guy Kramer show, blah, blah, blah. I'm just, and like something had like malfunctioned right there. And I said something like, God, now the computer went wrong. It's not like we're trying to run a fucking radio show up here or anything. <laughs> and, and like in that moment I died, like my radio soul died. Yeah. And, we didn't have it because we didn't have a dump button. So there's nothing that we can do. Do you guys remember that now, that feeling? Yes, I do know now. And you know what I remember doing? Because I didn't remember the story or what had happened, but I know that you said it. And I know that as as a, the most radio professional that I could muster, I just acted like nothing had happened at all. And I was like, crazy, right? So anyway, um, <laughs> I think I started talking really high and fast after that and trying to like just brush it under the rug. <laughs> It was so uncomfortable. So then now you're stuck with the aftermath, right? Of like, what is going to happen when these mics turn off? Like, who's who's going to say something? Because obviously something, someone's going to say something. Is a listener going to complain to the FCC? Ooh. Is our GM going to bust in the door? Our program director going to bust in the door? And do you guys remember the aftermath of that? I just remember my butthole hurting because I was so tensed up afterwards that I was like, oh, God. Did Chris Allen say something? Nobody said a goddamn word. That's right. I remember that it was like it just floated out into the universe and then it just disappeared. Well, that's the thing. And for like you listening, obviously you are probably not familiar with radio stuff, but like that can happen. Like you said fuck on the air Mm -hmm. and it went out. No delay. Nothing. Just boom. But it's like it never happened unless two people complain to the FCC. And, Miguel, what's that fine, by the way? It's like $375,000 or something? Yeah. yeah, I believe it's a more now. I think Is it's it more? up since back then. I think it's around like $485,000 or something <laughs> like that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And it's per F. Yes. Per F. Yeah, yeah so per F. That, that one moment alone... Could have, I mean, they would have had to shut down Magic Broadcasting. Like, there's no way that place is worth four hundred thousand dollars. You know? Yeah, I think they sold it for like twelve ninety nine. Twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. Yes, correct. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> true. Well, there was one person though, and I want to remember, see if you guys remember this moment. Um, remember Lou Ann? Yes. The salesperson. Yes, I do remember Lou Ann. Mm-hmm. So I remember. It may, I think it's maybe later on that, that day, she calls me into her office and she's like, Hey, um, so I want to be honest with you. Like, like I heard what happened today, oh. but I'm not going to say anything. And if anybody asks me if it happened, I'm going to totally deny it. Oh, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> that, she had your back. We appreciate that. We appreciate that. I think I feverishly sent Miguel over to delete any kind of proof that word was said to. And it, y'all, it was not. It was not just like a like an aside. It wasn't just no, like it, it, it was, was like trying to run a fucking radio show over here. Oh my god! Yeah. When you say it now, like my butthole tenses I up got, again. I'm like, ooh, ooh. No, I mean, well, 
board to make sure I, we're not on the air right now. I know. Like literally every time someone said a bad word, I keep checking to make sure nothing's in program one. I'm like, yeah. no, we're, yeah. we're, good. We're, good. we're good. We're good. But that was like the good and bad thing about back then. Because like right now, if we say anything bad over the radio and let's say it slipped out, like the radio station here is recorded in like 20 different places. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to hear it. But back then, if I didn't hit record on one of the other computers, it was just out forever. It was just done. It just went out to the universe. Yeah. No one was listening. No one was transcribing anything. Nope. And so it just totally went out into the universe and never happened again. And nobody complained. So it didn't happen. <laughs> Radio will never be the same ever again. Like It will never. That will never. No other radio morning person will ever have that kind of luxury again to be no. able to say fuck and get away with it. But somehow I did. And a decade later, that had to have been 2009-ish. Uh, I'm here to tell a tale. Still out here in these streets, man. Thank you. I actually think it might have been 08. Yeah. 08? God. Yeah. Long time ago. Out here in these streets. I mean, I remember when we first got to Tampa, and I think it was, no, it was the next year, our second year here, and we did this. We did the... Um, what is it called? That old April Fool's bit, the uh, pet tax thing. Oh, oh yeah. Should we tell that story? Yeah. Oh God. Um, <clears throat> I re it was where we had a commercial where Holly, or no, it was a different person voicing it. Yeah. Like, just like, hey, Bay County, that's where the county where Panama City is. Um, we are instituting this new pet tax. So if you don't uh, come and pay your taxes, we're going to like collect your. You have to you have to uh, turn in your animal if you don't pay, start paying the tax on it. Right or pay a fine it or something. Like, like starts Monday. Call this number to get your pet registered, and so then people would call the number, and then when they were like angrily waiting to you know talk about this pet tax, it would be us on the voicemail being like surprise April Fools! April Fools! There's no right. pet tax. We got you. Right. <laughs> but you also have to remember the political climate of the time because Obama had just been. Uh, did just been voted in and it was like all the new Obama taxes were going into place. Oh, that's so right. You got to keep in mind, we're in like the Bible belt, right? Like I don't think anyone voted blue, maybe the three of us. And um, literally, so it was like the Obama, you know, thanks to President Obama and his new taxes. We're, uh, you know, so you can just imagine the calls we got over that. I mean, it was just like, people were like, F you. A lot of people, <laughs> people were just like, Ha ha, got me. You had me worried. And then like one woman was like, I dumped my pet off in the she woods. She was like, I hope you're happy because my daughter is at school crying because I told her we're going to get rid of Fluffy today and I'm going <laughs> to the place right now to drop her off. I was like, damn, maybe. <laughs> it was a lot. Well, we did that here in Pan or in Tampa. Yeah. And I don't think we had a producer then. And so I was working really fast where, you know, we used to stretch out everything over like days there. But here it was like we did it once and then we played off the phone calls we got and I was trying to edit really fast. Yeah, I missed one lady. And so we're like, oh my God, we got you. Ha ha ha. Here's some of the funny voicemails. And it was like, oh, gotcha. And then the next one, I will never forget it. It was this lady with a deep Southern accent and she was like, ah, that was fucking funny as shit. <laughs> And now, mind you, we've only been in Tampa for a year. Our program director that hired us has already got has already left. So I'm like, our career is over. Like we, I just let a phone call air in Market 18 with someone saying fucking shit. I think I broke the dump button. I have never hit it so hard in my entire life. I was like, this is it. We're done. 
nothing happened. I actually forgot about that. I did. I My butthole suffered from it. We had to hit. We, we actually said "fuck" on the air the first. Which just was the first week we were here, or second week? It was. It was really early on. We didn't. Oh, from the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. no, but you played me though. We it was only said because you played me. Yeah. And we 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 like played back a clip from the podcast, and we we say "fuck" every like two seconds. And I trust <laughs> this man with my life, praying that he don't put me out there like that in these streets and he did <laughs> so it was one of those things man miguel you remember this this happened to us in panama city a couple of times where like things are going so fast and like you may not hear it until it goes on the air because it's maybe set under somebody's breath or something mm-hmm. and so literally we take our uncensored podcast and, and it was a, a clip about something i forget what we're talking about and jess had kind of just like just kind of uttered it like kind of like quietly so when i was editing i didn't really hear it but then yeah it's like our first or second week on the air here in baltimore and literally it's like blah 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 fuck and i'm like oh oh, 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 oh gosh i can't uh, tell you though think, thinking of the uh, stories now back in panama city i can't tell you how many times cuss words went over the air from spring break audio oh oh god well, uh. it's almost like how could you're not. There's background right. noise. I couldn't. By the way, I was thinking about Panama City actually like last week because I was yeah. driving down and there must have been like a lot of palm trees I was seeing on whatever road I was on. And I suddenly got brought back to like spring break time, Panama City, Thomas Drive, mm. La Vila, oh my where gosh. it's just like packed out and no one's wearing any clothes. Yes. And we would go do the spring break audio. And I was like, what? actual <laughs> we went out multiple years and got wasted with these spring breakers in the name of quote radio bits like uh, i would like to correct that statement oh, sorry y'all went out every year i would always have a broadcast jess let me just tell you how horribly i was treated back then jess okay <laughs> Holly and Kramer would always be like, all right, we're going to go get spring break audio. And it was always a day when I used to have other broadcasts during the day. So then I'd be like, all right, well, I'll just come find you all. So I would show up two hours in. Both of these bitches were drunk. And they'd be like, oh, we're going to go to some people's hotel room and (laughs) count beer cans. And I'd, like, yes, and I'd be sober as hell and be like, well, now I got to drive y'all fucking home now and then yeah. try to somehow make sense of this audio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all were those type of friends. Yeah. All right. The white, the the white people. Kind. N- notice, notice the white people versus the not white people in this conversation, okay? Yeah. Like, it's uh, <laughs> pretty obvious of, of, of who is the reckless of the, of the two races. Mm-hmm. We were the worst. Literally. Uh, and I got so drunk that one year. Oh my god, we did a keg stand with purple drink. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I wish I was there, y'all. It's it's so weird. It's it's so funny hearing these stories because then this man is like, I'm going to bed at six. I don't eat meat. I'm vegan ass over there. Like, I need my apples and crackers. I hate you. I'm like, what the fuck? I was I was pretty wild, wasn't I? Like you can tell. No, wait, don't get it twisted. So like, (laughs) don't, Jess, don't. Because that was like the two or three times a year he would do that. That's why it was a big deal. That was it. Because then whenever we would have, here's my favorite. This is my my favorite. Kramer has never enjoyed getting drunk outside of like right after college with us. When you move to Panama City, you like you turn 65. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. 
to me, this was like the epitome of what it was working with Kramer back in the day. So remember the bitter ball we did years ago? We tried to organize it at La Vila. It was right. I think it was the first one. We spent all this time planning. It was like we had like a, a, a mismatch mind, board. We were the promotions department too. Oh yeah, we did everything. <laughs> yeah. No snap, it was us. Yeah. So we promoted Wait, really it. Quick, let, let me explain Bitterball. So Bitterball was basically a singles party on Valentine's Day. So if you're single, you come out to the Bitterball. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we planned all this thing. Like it was a great turnout. We were supposed to be there from like, let's just say like seven till midnight or something like that. Yeah. So we get there. We're setting up all afternoon. And then I remember Kramer gets there a little late with his now ex-wife. And then you look at us and you're like, y'all, I'm sorry. I can't stay. I got explosive, explosive diarrhea. diarrhea. Are you that serious? Was, I don't remember that. Was that was always your yes. excuse for every, you were like, yes. I got explosive diarrhea. Yes, <laughs> I don't think it's a true story. No, this is not a true is. story. I believe them. I believe. I believe them. I swear to God. Someone needed a chicken gut. <laughs> Anytime there was something that you did not want to do, you had explosive <laughs> diarrhea. I can't tell you how many times. <laughs> you ask me to do something, and I say I can't because I have explosive diarrhea. I, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty sure that's not a true story. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's not a true story. Yep. Yep. Listen. No, if- okay. Let me tell you why. And then let me tell you why I, I had to calm down on drinking. It's all because the very first time I ever went to Panama City, Miguel, I think my life changed that night. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. No, do you want to, you mean, well, you want to tell the, the story or do you want, who is who going to tell the story? Yeah. So this is when we were living together right after I graduated from Georgia Southern and we were living in Savannah together and you got the call from our old boss who was now in Panama City saying, hey, Kramer, come interview and check out this radio station in Panama City. And we were in Savannah. And so you asked me to come with you for your interview. So we went to Panama City and... It, Chris Allen was driving us around and showing you the radio station. And it was like so cool. And then the afternoon guy, Cato, uh, and the midday guy or night guy, Spoon. And Pussy Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Bobby Black, to be fair, who was like the wildest person oh. ever. Remember him? Bobby yes. Black was a sales rep from New York, and he would be like, We're going to get wasted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember because you and I had like, it was like literally a 24-hour trip that we were right. driving there to go let you have lunch and see it, do the interview. Then we're going to leave in the morning to get back for work. Well, he was like, hey, we want you all to go to Club La Vila. Oh, my God. And if you've ever done spring break in Panama City, you know the largest nightclub in the USA, Club La Vila. R.I.P. It's all done now. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, is it closed down? Well, I guess is it COVID or was it before? Nope. That, that, no. that place should have been shut down in probably 1996. Yeah, no, it was actually Hurricane Michael took yeah. it out. I mean, they oh, I don't wow. think they could rebuild it. I haven't okay. seen. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's been done since then. Rest in peace, Club La Vila. Right. Um, well, our first taste of it was when they were like, "Hey, we want you to experience Club La Vila because we do a lot of business with them and they pay a lot of our bills." So we need you to go. We were like, at one point, like later on in the years, we were like, it could be La Vila 106. Yeah, literally. Literally. Well, you and I looked at each other and we said, all right, we're just going to go for one drink. One drink. drink. Like we can can totally do one drink, right? Like just one drink. We're going to be in and out. Like don't dick around. We'll be home by nine and get back on the road tomorrow. 
That's the biggest lie y'all ever told. Fast forward, four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Oh, Kramer's making out with some girl who looks pregnant on the dance floor. Um, we are like in the back on top of people that are dropping us off at the hotel. We end up waking up, me on the balcony with my laptop open. Of the hotel? Of the hotel. I had been crying on my laptop, oh, talking to somebody. Not that. Kramer was over, hunched over the bed with his pants around his ankles and fingers <laughs> in his mouth. What? I mean. Yeah, we're, we're not sure what happened that night because I swear <laughs> to God, I woke up with my pants around my ankles and I don't know what happened on that evening, but I also know that I had Cheez-Its in my mouth and like completely disintegrated. I, mean, I must have like fall. I must have passed out like mid Cheez-It eat. Oh <laughs> I don't remember that part of the story. Jesus. Oh yeah. We, we may have had sex that night. I can't oh. confirm or deny that we did. We very well could have. That's I don't why know. Miguel was crying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some good news, shall we? Uh, we'll do good news and make me laugh, and then we're done for today. Hopefully, you're having a great Monday. So let's talk about this cool thing going on in California. There is a man who is about to make a little girl that he's never met extremely happy. His name is Kevin Ashford. He's over in San Jose, and he heard about this nine-year-old girl named Reese who actually just lost her home in Fresno County last month in the Creek Fire, and he wanted to kind of help out his fellow baseball fan. Now, she had this precious baseball card collection that she loved dearly, which she had built up over 100 cards over the last three years. So when firefighters heard about Reese's story, they started asking around for donations for the lost cards. And Kevin also had this baseball card collection. He's been collecting since the early 90s. So obviously it's a little bit bigger. How much bigger? Well, about 25,000 cards. And he decided to donate the entire thing to Reese. A team of first responders actually came to his house to help uh, cart off these dozens of boxes of baseball cards and deliver them to her. And Kevin has no idea what his collection would have been worth, but he knows that they made them into the right hands. He said, I would do anything to see a smile on her face when she receives them. That's really cool. I've got some baseball cards, which, Mom, remind me to get those baseball cards. That plus, I used to collect Magic the Gathering cards. You know what that is? It's like a nerdy card game, which I thought was going to be like my retirement plan. A few Christmases ago, I went home and started going through them, and they weren't they weren't worth nothing. They weren't. I mean, like, I looked at a couple. I was like, oh, cool, four cents, six cents. Like, I got probably a thousand of those things, but still, it's not worth nothing. Uh, all right, this is a this is a cool story too. Um, it's a little bit more complex. So after more than four decades, there's a woman in Vermont who was adopted from South Korea by a family in the U.S. that's been re- reunited now with her birth family. Now, back in 1976, Denise McCarty and her twin sister that she never knew about went missing while they were shopping at a market with her grandmother when they were both about three. So the sister was found about three days later, but Denise was taken to this orphanage where she was later adopted by her American parents. Her biological parents, though, had no idea what happened to her, and they were even opened a business in the market where she disappeared, hoping that she would one day return. Denise had been told that she was abandoned, so she never actually knew about her Korean family whatsoever. But thanks to this uh, this Korean DNA program that matches up these USA, uh, USA adoptees with their families, they were able to reconnect over a video call after 44 years. 
and she hopes to meet them again in person when international travel is safe. You just never know, man. You just never know. You never know. Like I, I used to have a fear when I was a kid that I was adopted. I'm like, my mom is not telling me that I'm adopted. Um, all right, made me laugh. We're done for today. So um, we're talking about being an old dad. Like, do I really want to be old dad? And this is, here's what it's like to be the kid of an old dad. Sam Norton explains. My parents were almost 50 years old whenever I was born. Now I'm going to repeat that because it's gross. <laughs> That's way too old to be having a kid, okay? My mother should have been going through menopause, but they managed to both find an ovum nobody knew was there, okay? It was exactly like finding an Easter egg in July. Just disgusting. And now on the run to the family, I don't feel like I had to tell any of you that. You can see that uh, I very much didn't get the nutrients that it takes to make a normal human being. So my parents just got a smart-ass hobbit. Boom. There we go. Thank you so much for being here today. And uh, happy election week, everybody. We're going to get through this thing. We're going to figure it out. I don't know how, I don't know how this thing's going to go. I really don't. So I love you so much. And I really appreciate you being here. And um, let's be nice to each other. And let's get through this week and hold our heads high. And... Um, if you have a few seconds and you want to text the word MERCH, M-E-R-C-H, to 888-Kramer8, I would love for you to check out the merch in the merch store. See if there's something you would want to uh, make your day feel special. We got mugs and wine glasses and hoodies and shirts and tank tops and kids' clothes and toddler clothes. And I could really use that support, too. So just text the word MERCH to 888-Kramer8. Love you. See you back here tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hey, Kramer. This is Sarah from uh, San Diego. I was calling in regards to the dog is a problem in this lady's relationship to be honest if she actually loves the, this guy that as much as she says she does i agree with your mom take the dog to a trainer make it a couple things have both of you go to the this trainer and train the dog together it may even bring you bring these guys closer together and instead of resenting this dog maybe she'll start loving the dog thanks bye hey kramer it's amy calling from pennsylvania you guys are talking about the the lamp, the sunlight lamp. Um, I actually lived in Belgium for several years, and it's about six months gray, literally gray. Either it's raining or then it's snowing, and you do not see sunlight. And I did have one at work, and it helps tremendously. And in fact, I'm when I moved back to the States, I live in Pennsylvania now, and we are also about a week now on rain. And I was just thinking about the same thing yesterday, um, just to brighten up my office a little, um, because it, got, it definitely, definitely, definitely um, helps with depression. Give it a shot. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.